Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Another episode of the Unqualified Therapist Inc. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> we have a very special week for you. We had a bonus episode drop on Tuesday. If you missed it, go back and check that out. It's a good one. And you're getting your regular episode um, today on Thursday. And we are now in the month of June. It does not feel like it at all because it's like 40 degrees here in Pittsburgh. It's freezing cold. I don't even get it. Like, what's up, Mother Nature? I know. And it's gray and it's gross and it feels like we're reverting back. Oh, reverting back and June. I don't know. Both (laughs) of those things remind me of good old Pennsylvania and their desire to put us in Gilead. These are Mm. all Handmaid's Tale quotes, folks. So if you have not seen The Handmaid's Tale or you have... I don't know. Never heard of it. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Um, I'm, I will do it a disservice, I'm sure, but I'm going to give you just a tiny little synopsis without giving anything away. It. We don't know if it's really in the future, if it takes place in the future, if it, it could be current time as well. Well, in the in the first episode, when they're all in that um, room learning about why they're there, and they show a graph of the decline of um, births, it's a gra- the last year that's on there is 2016, and I think that's when the show started. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So yes. And because of this decline in births and all of this data they've collected, mm-hmm. uh, they have decided to change the way things are done. And so anyone who um, has given birth before or is able to conceive becomes a handmaid. Uh, their children are taken away and given to... You never really say yeah. if those how those people got picked, the wealthy ones or the... Mm-hmm commanders or the Mm -hmm. so we're not sure but there's definitely like places you land in society yeah so you know you can be a handmaid you could be a martha a martha like the housekeeper you could be a jezebel like Mm -hmm. a sex worker this is just for women sex working is like underground hush hush and only for the top rich men oh yeah exactly because this is a very pious God-fearing mm-hmm. society that they have built. And they, I just, I, I feel like we need to like clarify this. They have overthrown the U.S. government and it is now the Republic of Gilead. 
Yes, it is. And so this is, there are different like cities, but they're not named the same thing. Like I think this takes place in technically Chicago, but it's, I don't think they're in Chicago. No, no, no. I thought it was Boston. Maybe, maybe Boston. Yeah. That sounds more about Yeah, but they rename it and there's, Oh, it's, it's, it's real effed. It's just, I mean, it's not like it. I mean, there's just guys and with big, huge guns just in the streets. Yeah. Just because, just because. And so they're always watching you. Um, you know, you get put on the wall and hung in front of everyone. If Mm -hmm. you, um, do something that's, you know, sinful or you break a law, it's very, it's very Old Testament. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. It's oh just, my God. It's just, it's terrifying. just, it's, it's really scary. And so that's what we're talking about in the way that we find the correlation because of the data collection mm-hmm. and of births and of births death, and yeah. deaths, deaths and miscarriages and who can have babies and who cannot. And therefore, that is why, you know, I would kept saying Gilead. Right. Because. It just is eerily similar. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I guess that it's because the birth rate has gone down so much that they're afraid of like the, the, um, distinction, extinction. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's real late guys. I know. We're like coming up on midnight and, um, (laughs) yeah, words are hard. We had some technical difficulties. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> the, extinction the extinction of the, the human race. Possibly. Possibly. There's a lot of times that they talk about it being like restoring God's plan or this like, it's just this very weird, holy, you know, idea in a most, in the most, what I would say sinful way. Yeah. Um, possible like because it's just so there's just so many things about it that are just so fucking wrong right the handmaid's role is to have babies that's it and be raped yes by the commander who's in their house on ceremony days which is basically the days that she's ovulating and they read from the bible before they do it mm-hmm. and the wife is there behind her behind it's really the upsetting. handmaid as the her husband rapes this handmaid. Yes. So now that we have sold the story, I know, go right? Watch it. Everybody's like, I'm not fucking watching that. What's wrong with you girls? I knew something was wrong with you when you all you did was listen to murder. No, it's it's truly a fascinating story, though. It and is. It's, it's very gripping and it's scary. It's scary. And when I was first watching it, and I'm like, this isn't going to happen. And then this fucking bell comes out and I was like, hold up. What is happening? And then we found out today that it's not just Pennsylvania. There are several states like Texas and Mississippi and where else did Georgia or no, I can't remember now. I'm definitely Texas. If you look up the hashtag heart rate or heartbeat bill, Mm -hmm. you see, um, women dressed up in handmaid's, clothing like the handmaid's tale the red dress with yeah. the white bonnet in front of their state's um, sign louisiana texas mississippi that's all that's all i see right now could be more before we get into that heaviness i got to go to the movies today Damn, the damn. nice movies 
which is oh did you go to the luxury one? I went ones to the luxury one with the chairs that go laid back. all the way back <sighs> laid oh, back that's speaking my love language right there it had been over a year since I've been to the movie theater and I am happy to report it was pretty normal you, I wore my mask to go in yeah and you know that's it and I just also have to say I did a very anti Amy but pro mommy thing and what? I took my daughter and all of her friends yikes so right <laughs> when you say all of like now I guess I can't fit that many people ta- in my car <laughs> she has lots of friends but I guess her two closest friends um so it was it was definitely like a I, it was I don't know I really wanted to see the movie too actually I just wanted to sit in a movie theater I know I miss it so much and can I just tell you my favorite thing what the buttered popcorn I knew you were gonna say that so I got oh, I, so good. <laughs> I have found that the kids pack is like a happy medium over everything. Oh, that is such a good idea because I eat popcorn until I feel like I'm going to puke. Exactly. And so I got just enough popcorn to uh, satisfy that and just enough Diet Pepsi. Yeah. So I just pretended to be a child. I saw Cruella. I highly suggested. I don't even like the story of 101 Dalmatians, but this is a totally different part of it and it's. Um, it goes all the way back into how she became who she was. And Ooh, I like that when you get Emma the villain Stone. story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just good. It's really, really good. Or I could have just been movie deprived. I don't know. <laughs> so take that as, as you may. So yeah, I, uh, it's a heavy mom weekend for me. Um, what else you got going on with the kids? Well, you know how we talk about Amy's first. Mm-hmm. Any- Do I need to sing the song? Hmm. Yeah, probably. Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. Yeah. (laughs) So this probably doesn't even like, shouldn't really get the song, but I missed the song. So I I really (laughs) wanted her to do it. (laughs) Uh, I sat down with my children and had dinner last night at the table. Dude, like that is a big deal. But wait a second. I went and picked up takeout. Does that like, does that still count? Yeah, it counts. Okay. So you sat at the table together. Sat at the table. No iPads. That's amazing. Just sat there and ate. And Avery was so proud of himself for being such like a nice dinner companion. And so Lily was so excited that everybody was, you don't know, she was, it was really sweet. And so she had us all go around and name one thing we wanted to do this summer. <laughs> oh, oh my God. She's the cutest. I know. And so, yeah, Avery's first thing was Kennywood, which is like my personal hell, but I will do these things for my children. And then we will continue <laughs> to sing Amy's first, even if it's like second, but it's like not anything Amy wants to do. Why am I in third person? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, um, Kennywood, I just have to like explain it to the people who do not live in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's an it's amusement like, park. It's an amusement park, but it's like one of those amusement... It, it was like one of the first. It's like a gazillion years old. Yeah. I it has like- the oldest wooden roller coaster in America. Yeah. And... Like you, you I, feel that when you're on it, it's, <laughs> you're like, I'm. Wait, we talked it. about this. Uh, oh, we did last week or a no, couple I weeks think it's ago. Been a while, yeah. 
a different roller coaster, but um, we whatever. Anyways, wait—is the Jackrabbit or the Thunderbolt? The Thunderbolt's the one that you go all over the place. Yeah, I hate that. Jackrabbit's what we talked about before yeah, that yeah. makes a appearance in my book. Yes. So I don't know. I just feel like Avery's coming to a new era, and it just for some reason it just felt completely like. We just had our shit together yesterday or something like the three of us. Yeah, that's a good feeling. So like the three of us were laying in my bedroom. I was doing laundry. They Avery was playing with his toys. Lily was on her phone and we're just all laying there and talking. And Avery's like, hey, dad's behind you. What? And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And I said, so what's he up to? And he's like, nothing. He's just hanging out with us. And I was like. All right. So Lily's like, uh, where's dad now? He's like, oh, he walked over to me because he wanted to see my toys and my collections. He likes my collections, he said. And I said, I was like, Lily and I are just like, uh. (laughs) So this has been happening more often. And I think I'm super interested to have another appointment with the medium to find out if it's real or not. Even if it's not, I'm okay with that because it's so amazing that he feels close. But at the same time, my I truly believe he sees him. Yeah. Because of the way he looks past me and the way he smiles and his ease and just like that gut instinct that I yeah. have. I'm just yeah. like, mm. It's, I mean, he's at an age that that is quite possible because we are so much more open when we're children. Yes. And he is such an open child to begin with. I know. So I would not and doubt that soon- for a second. As Amy B met him, the other yeah. Amy B, she said this. She said, "Oh, he has some major gifts." Oh, so I would not doubt that at all. And anyways, the whole point was is that while we were sitting in this bedroom, I just thought, "Oh my gosh!" Like we fit, we we're doing this. Yeah. Like we've we've we're doing life together, right? And we were being so silly. And in my head, bef- I didn't even say it out loud. In my head, I thought, "God, Scott would have loved this." Mm. And that's when Avery said, "He's behind you." Wow. Yes. It's wild. So, yeah. I gave me goosies. Yeah. I I mean, it just, it's nice. It's nice to have, have cohesiveness between the three of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I totally get that. And, and, and having Avery not be such a, I don't know, toddler. Now he's, you know, <laughs> like a kindergartner yeah. helps so much. So, yeah. Mom and life ain't easy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm struggling lately. I say lately. I've been struggling for like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling for 11. Two years. I don't know. Okay. Tell me well, what's okay. up. Like hard struggling. Like I was struggling before because being a parent, period, is tough. Yeah. And you are learning as you go. Some people are built for it. Yeah. And some people are just very natural at it. And I feel like the, um, beginning part was natural for me. Mm, the baby part. Uh, well, I mean <laughs> the lack of sleep was not cause right. I don't function on less than like 11 hours. of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding, but not really, not really. Um, so some people just need more than others. And that was tough, but felt like from the time that they were sleeping through the night up until 
I don't know, a few years ago, it came a lot more naturally to me than, oh, that's crazy. That's my dog. I, I could just squish him in, in hugs. love and hugs. Love and <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it came naturally, more naturally to me. And then I just feel like everything for a good year was very, very forced. So okay. when I was having my mental breakdown, um, obviously I was not a great parent kind of from the time I was diagnosed, I think for, yeah. for like a, like two years, like I, it just, and there are times still where I, I cannot have another child like touch me or be near me or, and it's, it's, it, it like, I'm embarrassed to say that, you know, but I feel like we need to say these things because I know that you have felt that way. Oh yeah. And I know that there are other moms who have felt that way. So it's kind of like this thing, like you can never admit that at some, like some points you're just like, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to be a mom. Like I cannot be touched. I cannot be loved. I cannot hear the word mom one more time. And it's a real struggle. And I, I do feel bad saying that, especially for people who have been like struggling to have children. Sure. But what I want to make clear is that it is a mental health thing. It is, it's not taking advantage of being a parent. It's not like, Oh, you know, um, these kids, you know know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not sensory too. It is a sensory thing. It is a legitimate, like mental health issue for me where I get to a point where it's like, I am, I feel like I'm going to break down as a human being. If they touch me or say Mm -hmm. mom one more time this morning. And this is my problem. It's if they wake me up in that crazed sense of like, craving mom and like I need you your energy and I have to like and they're just like sucking and that's on how you wake my up. energy and mm-hmm. pulling on my energy and that's how I wake up mm-hmm. I oh it just makes it so much harder and yeah I just feel like that's been a lot more lately and I also know that a lot of that has to do with us just not being cohesive like that not sitting together at the dinner table and having family dinners consistently to a point where my kids are like, can we have a family dinner? I was going to say, please, please don't, don't get it twisted, people. I did it one time, one time, <laughs> one time only. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like when you are struggling mentally and physically and emotionally yourself trying to get up the energy yeah. to, to also give that to someone else is really hard. Now, Please don't get me wrong. I do it. I do it. I find it and I do it. Oh, I know you do. But we're just giving you all permission to yeah, feel to feel the f- way you feel. Shitty sometimes and sometimes feel like I don't want to be a mom yes. right now. Like that's or dad. Or dad. I don't want to be a dad right now. I don't you know, it's just it's too much. I can't, you know, let go of that energy and I need some time to recoup yeah. and rest and and that's what it is. It's basically like not filling your own cup and right, and, and I then and I empty. Yes, and and taking care of ourselves makes us better parents. Yeah, it's just that when we have too many things on our plate, and as um, you know, a single parent, 
it's not just the regular day-to-day things. Like I was telling Sarah, it's just, it's all the things, the list in the head of all of the things that you have to do for each part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And then every time you forget something, you feel like an idiot or just feel terrible. Like you're just failed. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's okay to just wish you just didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're no experts. Mm Mm-mm. As the title says, but <laughs> so, you know, take it or leave it. But I think it's okay to not want to be a parent sometimes if you are. Yeah. I mean, these are normal thoughts and we, but what has happened is that people have made moms, especially, um, feel like they have to be like, fully in love with their children and fully, you know, completely Mm -hmm. committed to their children 100% of the time. Yeah. And that's just, it's not in human nature. And right. I think that it happens a lot to moms, but it also happens to dads. And I mean, Randy does so much with our kids and there are times when he comes in, he's like, I got to tag out. He's like, I can't, I need some time away. I have to re like Mm -hmm. recharge. And we're, that's, we do that for each other. Right. So it's just, I think that it's completely normal to feel that way from the people that we have. I've, I've gotten feedback from people. You feel that way. I feel that way. Randy does. So I'm just taking the consensus of like the 10 people. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) That I've talked to you about this. Right. That I'm going to just make a blanket statement across all of humanity. (laughs) I don't think it's everyone. Uh, I just think it's, you know, some of us, we're all different. Yeah, we're all different. Do you have a story? About my kids? I don't know. Yeah. I do. I just, oh boy. Um, So V came to me crying the other day. And I feel like I've talked about this on here before. But he just has like kind of come to his wits end with a lot of kids have been calling him gay. And oh, I just was geez. like, I, and and I said, well, bud, like, why is that bothering you? Like, I just wanted to know from him, like, sure. why it was bothering him. And he said, he's like, it, it bothers me because they're saying it like it's a bad thing. Oh, okay. so he's like, they're saying it like it's an insult to me. He goes, I know it's not bad. He's like, but their intention, like what they're saying it for, it is. So I know that they're trying to insult me. He's like, so I'm upset. And I, I mean, it's really hard for me to believe that people still use that as an insult. I I know, but it is so true. Like, well, you had that. You were. Well, yeah. 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 And I think, I don't know how fully I went into this story, but. And if I did, I apologize. Fast forward through this part. Yeah. But when we when I was at uh, Bedford Springs last weekend, just for the drink, didn't stay there. Um, how awful the gay jokes were that I didn't even know people did that anymore. We're sitting around and these people are just telling jokes like it's 2000. I was like, what did you just say? And I, I was dumbfounded to the point where I was just like, I didn't even know this was a thing anymore. Yeah. I, I didn't know people felt this way and it was so clear. This is the sad part of this. I guess these parts, these niches, these plate niches, 
yeah of of country yeah, where these people right. are like this there's there's gay people there so there's it was very clear that the one young man talking to the older gentleman who kept saying things i'm not even going to say on air yeah i'll drop the other f-bomb no problem right um was gay yeah and like, he was still just and, and uh, he just it was so clear as day that he was and this man just would not stop with the rampant gay jokes and i was just what like did, what did the what did the gay man say i don't think he was out oh yeah for the, i mean to these people to these people oh, probably oh, 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 okay. in the rest of his life yes but i wouldn't be huh, i felt too brown to be sitting there to be quite honest with you wow i was like i think it's time to go i just it was a, it was a very weird situation but yeah, I mean, so they're calling him gay, and it's a bad thing, and these people are dropping gay jokes. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm dumbfounded. Same. But again, the same thing happens to me with uh, Black Lives Matter. Right, and right, right. I, so you know, my privilege of being heterosexual and being considered white means that. I can be taken aback. These people, you know, there's people that live in this spot, in this mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. So that's probably extremely ignorant of me to say those things. What, that you didn't realize it was yeah. still going on? Yeah. And yeah. it's just really privileged. Right. Really. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the yeah. correct term. It's super privileged. It's just, it's, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. I like, though, that our kids, the way we're raising them, they... That would have been so confusing to Lily, too. She'd have been like, awesome. Green. Right. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and he's, I said, he's like, well, what do I say? And I say to him, like, you just say, like, okay. Like, yeah. What? Like, you're saying that like it's a bad thing. But where is that coming from? The people that are our age that were in the 90s and used that word all the time. So you think they're still using that word like that? Or do you think they're actually homophobic? Probably both. Yeah. I don't get it, guys. Gals, everybody. Anybody have any alternate theories? Yeah. Yeah. We're both a little speechless there. I know. I'm just... I, <laughs> that never happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't... We don't... Sometimes we just don't even understand, like, maybe we're not meant for this universe. <laughs> We look around and we're Need like, another dimension. is this really happening right now? <laughs> Speaking of really happening. Mm, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about what is going on in Pennsylvania. And the rest of the country, too. And which we I didn't know. Which I today. found out looking on um, the hashtag of the heartbeat bill that has already happened in other states. Yeah. So... I am going to let Sarah explain it. Um, she's done a little bit more reading than I have. So go ahead and tell us what's going on. Okay. So on Tuesday, um, and House Bill 118 was brought to the floor and um, moved on and passed. So what House Bill number 118 consists of is it, it really is supposed to focus around the disposition of fetal remains after a miscarriage. So what it says in a nutshell is that 
they must be taken care of as though it were a um, full-term person passing mm-hmm. away and needing a burial and and proper disposal of the remains, basically. Right. So um, that also includes filing a death certificate for this unborn child. And they are... They are, cla- they are, I don't know what the right word is, determining that the unborn child can be um, claimed as a death as, as early as six weeks. So basically, when you can first hear the heartbeat of your baby, that is when they are, de- they are saying that that is when life begins. And if you have a miscarriage, then that is a death and you have to properly dispose of the remains so there's a lot going around and people are saying well you know women are getting fined uh for having a miscarriage and and some other things so we kind of we did some research on that and went through snopes and some other sources um but specifically i i went a lot through the aclu and what it is is that you have to file the death certificate which there is a cost associated twenty dollars it's twenty dollars it's not that much However, if you opt out of doing this, filing a death certificate and having a burial for your miscarriage, then you can face some pretty hefty fines from the state of Pennsylvania. I don't know how it is in the other states. I know other states have passed this bill. I don't know if it's the exact same bill or not, but for Pennsylvania, that is the case. So... That's your, in a nutshell, in a very brief overview of what this bill is that's just been passed. That's what's going on. So I think that goes along with the Unborn Child Dignity Act, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's what it sounded like there's to me. Three speci- there's three separate bills that were... Right. Part of this. Part of this whole okay. deal. So I have been lucky enough to never have had a miscarriage, um, but I do know people who have and as a mom I know we just got done saying how <laughs> grumpy we were as mothers but I tell you what I would do anything for my children Absolutely. it's just the way it is mm-hmm. um, the last thing I want to do is fill out a paper when I have just lost my child right and so to me it's just re-traumatizing someone who's just went through trauma mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that is has been really addressed in that situation. I mean, sure it has, but they don't, they're taking the six week old baby, I guess, over the mom who's losing the baby. Sure. Um, and, and that's been the case in all of the, all of the, uh, the pushback on the abortion laws. So the so, trauma associated with it is, is awful, but also just what freaks me out about the whole thing is that there's, than a record so yes they said that there's a couple quotes of people that they they talked to after mm-hmm. this and they want more info on women miscarrying than they do on people buying guns this should never pass well it already passed and i don't know if that's true or not that was someone's opinion but what are you doing with this information right why, why do, do you, you need, need a death certificate why do you need to know and so another I have a theory about that I know. Another person said 
This is the start of the criminalization of miscarriage. My mom had 13 miscarriages before she had me. This will kill women. It will discourage getting medical care and lead to septic incidents. It will lead to criminal investigations into what did she do to cause this? Mm -hmm. Terrifying. It is. It's so terrifying. I've had a miscarriage. I've had one. Yeah. And it's... I, th- I think about that baby all the time, mm. like not all the time, not like I do my dad or my brother, but I do think about the possibility of what it would be like right. uh, to have that third child and how old they would be now and all of the, you know, things that surround that. Um, and it happens often, but I just don't, I think that they, they think that, like you said, what did they do to cause this miscarriage? Right. Come on. Come on. I know. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who do things like that. I'm I, not yeah, I don't know, saying but that at I mean, all. I would just say that probably the majority of them do not. Right. And so what is your theory? What do you think they're doing with this information? My theory is, is that they're using, they're getting a death certificate so that they can have classify it as a full term person human Mm -hmm. that has been born and that then take that to take away pro-choice and make abortion illegal because if you have a death certificate you're you're giving significance that not that it's insignificant oh, but you're giving it's this made, it's like proof the weight yeah to say like if they have a death mm. certificate this is a human being this is you know because th- there are debates on whether a fetus right. um an right, unborn right. child you know there are just debates on when life begins and i you know I, I'm just I, saying. I think that this is a step in, in trying to, uh, to make abortion illegal. I feel like that's a very good theory. I mean, I guess that's what all my banter was in the beginning about the Handmaid's Tale in relation to it. That's all I can think about is, is that it's bordering fiction. Like, what the yeah. hell is happening? Um, another quote was that Representative. Dan Frankel, he called the band dystopian, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. It's just like the things you've read about in books, seen on TV, and now it's like happening in real life, and that freaks me out. <laughs> I just found this out. I didn't know this, that The Handmaid's Tale was a book written yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. In the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, so what freaks me out about that too, I know I've said freaks me out like 14 times, but I am like, I'm little. She was shook when she read this uh, the first time. She was real shook. She called me. She was like, freaking out. I'm like, what is happening Mm -hmm. in our state? Uh, But what, what just like really gets to me at my core is that in The Handmaid's Tale, she talks about how it happened so gradually Yes, that they didn't know it was happening until until it, until had it already happened. happened. Yes, it would. Ha- it had basically already happened, and you were not paying attention, right? Because of these gradual little changes. Yep. So now I'm like eyes wide open, yeah, ears wide open. I need to be paying attention, and this comes around, and I was like, oh shit, because 
we have gone through as, as women, you know, we have gone through so much oppression with even like the, like the pink tax, like we have to pay more for our, um, hygienic products. We have to like, yeah, you know, tampons and pads, the cost of them far surpasses, you know, the cost of making them. Yeah. Um, it's just, birth control. Like there are places that will not provide it as part of their health care. Um, it's just all of these things as for being a woman, we've already been regulated so badly right. with dress codes. Yeah. So, you know, there's been some stuff about that dude, in the news too. Yes. Did you see the one where they took the cleavage out? Was that I on our group text? Did yes. Holy yeah. shit! They in fl- a school in Florida. I guess it's been going on in a couple places. Lily was pissed right the f yeah. off. But there's a school in Florida where they're they are photoshopping the kids' pictures so that so this one girl had on like a an off the shoulder shirt. It was really cute. It was like very yeah. and it covered it was- her cleavage entirely. It was literally just off the shoulders. Mm-hmm. And they photoshopped it up on her shoulders. <laughs> and then there was another one. She had like an inch of cleavage. Barely cleavage. Barely. And they blacked it out. And they put the top up higher. And put the top up higher. There's one that's ridiculous where like the shirt is like <laughs> pulled across the, the top of the... Oh, I got to show it to you. It's so funny. <laughs> I'll find the picture and I'll put it like in the show notes or something or somewhere. We'll get it to you somehow because it's just too much. Um, but the, the, and then they talked about how there's a picture though in that same yearbook of the men's, the boys swimming team and they're all in, in speedos, speedos. Mm-hmm. and that's okay. But girls can't show their shoulders. Yeah. And when you're coming up the steps and are stopped by, you know, a teacher to put your fingertips down, mm-hmm. I need to see if your fingertips are below your shorts. Yeah. But do they stop? guys for anything like your pants are down below your butt right 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 girls Mm. I know this must feel very strange but ordinary is just what you're used to this may not seem ordinary to you right now But after a time, it will. This will become ordinary. That's a clip from The Handmaid's Tale, which is a Hulu original. We don't want these things to become ordinary. Bills like this and life shifting to that. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, it makes Lily really mad. It, it makes, makes me really mad. It makes mad. her very, very angry. And she has this dress um, that she's going to wear for graduation. Sarah and I have two. Well, no, we each have one. So both of our kids are moving on to sixth grade. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's their fifth grade graduation. Yeah. And, um, as we're talking about this, I just realized how annoyed I am with myself. I was giving her a hard time about wearing this dress. Mm. Because and, it's our programming. And there's nothing wrong with it. 
Why would then why? Because I, there's like a little tiny cutout in the back and you know, my daughter has a chest and so it's, Mm -hmm. you can, you know, it's like clear. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it has the thin straps. I don't know. I don't know why I freaked out, but I thought, Oh my God, what are they going to think of her? Mm. What the hell is wrong with me? Nothing. What it's because of the way we were brought up and the people before us were brought up and I know, but then like, did I just make her insecure then? Did I mm. sexualize something that wasn't meant to be sexualized? Did I, you know, that was, a, yeah. Mom made a mistake. Big one. I just didn't <laughs> want gonna her. Do that. I just didn't want her to feel like uncomfortable or to, I was trying to protect her and in trying to protect mm-hmm. her, I think I, um, projected my concerns and worries that she probably hadn't even thought about. Yeah. She was like, what? It's like yellow flowers. That's what she thinks of when she sees the dress. Right. She sees a girl's dress with Mm -hmm. yellow flowers. Yeah. And just because she's developed at 11. Yeah. It looks differently. Mm hmm. Oh man. Oops. It's, it's, it's rewind. Okay. I mean, we're gonna make mistakes. I gotta go. I, yeah, I'll have to talk to her about that because I do feel like I was in the wrong for sure. And that's what I think is just important is when we do make mistakes is just going back and talking to them about it. We've had to do that. I've apologized to my kids. I think it's important too. We've said that before. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but the the shit that is going down right now, right, is scary. It is scary. Did you have any other information? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh boy, it's, uh, here we go. You ready? Let's, let's dive in. So House Bill 118 categorizes a miscarriage as a death, regardless of the length of the pregnancy. Um, So therefore it requires the health facility to file the death certificate. So the, the hospital or the, you know, clinic or the OB's office or wherever you're going to have your DNC after the miscarriage they have to file a death certificate, which doesn't include that cost. Um, you have to obtain a burial permit and provide ritual burial or cremation. So there were, you know, there's already things in place to, for the disposition of, of miscarriages, but it's mandating hospitals and clinics um, to arrange for a ritual disposal, like a burial or cremation, instead of um, DNC disposal. So all medical tissue from the miscarriage or, or abortion, no matter how early in the pregnancy, requires the death certificate and the ritual burial. Uh, so the fines for not doing it are between 50 and $300 per person. And you can go to jail for up to 30 days. Your face right now. We're not recording our faces this time. I I don't know what kind of rabbit hole I'm going down. Uh Uh-oh. I feel like I'm going down a Mike Hilliard rabbit hole. Oh, no. Um, But I'm thinking I decided to zoom in on this certificate, this fetal death certificate. First of all, it's written in a way that it's, it's filled out by the person who has had the miscarriage, which again, filling out this paperwork is traumatic. Right. Um, somebody might be able to let me know why this says this for the fee. Make checks, 
payable to Vital Records. But anyways, it says um, the fee waiver request is for anyone in the armed services. But you have to put the name, service number, rank, and branch of service. It's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And also a weird only thing to be. So wait, so waived. you can only waive the, the, fee. Re- the fee if you're in the armed services. But and you still have to file the, And you still have to file the paperwork, though. Oh, yeah. So no one's getting out of filing the paperwork unless you want to face fines and jail time. Exactly. And jail you ha- And you have to have a valid government-issued ID. Are we looking at, like, maybe also counting? I don't know. So if you are, if you have, like, a green card mm-hmm. or something, then you can't? I don't know. I'm, this, is, I, this is creepy. And I could just be reading into it. I could be. I really could be. But to me, this just seems a little bit um, questionable. Hmm. So um, I guess it's going to get reversed, though. It will be. Yes. So so Governor Wolf, our governor here in Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, has said that he is going to veto, veto. the bill. However, he's only in office for another year. Right. So it's, you know, and the GOP, the GOP does run our legislature here in Pennsylvania. So we're not sure, you know, how that's going to turn out. Wow. I do want to read this because I think this is sure this is a good take on things. Um, this is from the ACLU in Pennsylvania. So it's ACLUPA.org and um, specifically around House Bill 118. They say it is number one, unnecessary. So under current law, there is nothing that prevents a woman from having a ritual burial for a miscarriage that's less than 16 weeks so we don't know why there has to be a law put in place um and it also appears to make this provision required Whew, woof um number two it's redundant so current law all already requires the procedures um outlined in this bill for pregnancies that end after 16 weeks Um, Clinics currently handle embryonic or fetal tissue in accordance with state law to ensure that it is safe and appropriate. Number three, it's invasive. So by mandating these death certificates, um, House Bill 118 compromises the patient privacy privacy by effectively creating a state-run database of miscarriages and abortion. Hello, Handmaid's Tale. So gross. And then the last they say is is that it's burdensome. If a woman does not choose this process, she will be responsible for potentially significant fees to opt out of this legal requirement. Oh, how come the dad doesn't have to pay? <laughs> but well, the dad's not even involved. I know they don't give a shit who the dad is, and that's the other thing that's like. Why? Oh my god. Why? It doesn't help that I'm like in the like obsessed with handmaids right now. I know me too. And I'm all scared because I had a hysterectomy. So if, if it comes my, true, I'm going to the freaking camps and I'm going to die from toxic waste exposure. And my <laughs> insides are burned, so Yeah. I we're, mean, we're not able neither one of us. Nope. Oh. I mean, I don't know which one's worse camps or the (laughs) i mean it's all god terrible horrible 
If you haven't watched that show, we highly recommend it. Yes, it is dark, but it is Elizabeth Moss is brilliant in it. And we do hope that Sarah and I are speculating and um, in no way, shape or form is it actually going to come true. <laughs> That's what we hope for. We're, we're being paranoid, right? We're just hoping that we're paranoid. Oh, God. So, yeah, good stuff, right? Not at all. I just think that this just opens up the conversation again for oppression of females. It's just, it's like we get, we break free from something and then something else comes down and just pushes us right back down. Isn't that kind of what I feel like they're doing to African-Americans? Absolutely, like yeah. Specifically after Obama became president, I felt mm-hmm. they were like, no. Right, right. And now, like, a woman becomes vice president. No. And it's like, I, I just can, I can see them, like, grabbing mm-hmm. at whatever they can to just push you back into your spot. Like, we're, we're not in our spot anymore. Republicans, right. you y'all, you guys used to say, we want the government out of our life. We want them out of our business. We want them out of our bedroom. Now you're in my womb. I want you out. You don't control this. You don't own this. I would just like to ask you not to sign this bill. Think about what you're doing to mothers. Think about what you're doing to babies that could be raped. Think about what you're doing to to just women in their reproductive health in your state. We're talking about an abortion issue, which is an issue of choice. What about the next issue? Are you going to take another right away from me to choose about something that I ought to be able to decide for myself? Those are Alabama state senators fighting back when their bill was brought to the floor two years ago. So here's an interesting part of the bill. Upon fetal death of an unborn child, a person in charge of internment shall not be required to designate a name for the unborn child on the burial or transit permit under 28 PA code CH1 and the space for the name on the burial or transit permit may remain blank. Mm -hmm. So this is purely data collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. Me too. Me too. So So what do we do, Amy? What do, what do we, we do? do? What do we do? Keep our eyes open. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, I started to feel, <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit, but I started to get real lax. And this is what I did o- during Obama's presidency. I right. got real lax. And I just was like, okay, no I can more. breathe now for a little I, yeah, bit. I mean, I used to be so up on top of the news. I used to look at different sources. I used to just know everything that was happening because I felt the need to protect myself and to be sure. And now I just feel differently because of our leaders. But at the same time, I still think that's when all of the things underground were going on when Obama was president. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to relax, but those were my duct tape years. So I'm going to like give yourself a little bit of grace there. there. (laughs) We'll throw back to another episode. So, I guess stay vigilant. Keep your eyes open. I don't know. I don't know, Sarah. 
I'm sorry. I just keep I keep reading deeper and deeper into oh, the bill, no. and I shouldn't. But I just have to say this one last thing. All right. How does this make any sense? So they're required by law to file a death certificate. But here we go. Section E, certificate of birth. Upon the fetal death of an unborn child, the department shall not be required to issue a certificate of birth resulting in stillbirth under Section 207 of the Vital Statistics Law of 1953 to a parent of the unborn child. What? Wait. How do you have a death certificate without a birth certificate? Without a birth certificate. You sure about that? That's what it says. That's real messed up. Upon the fetal death of an unborn child, the department shall not be required to issue a certificate of birth. So this is, so really guys, this is some weird data collection. Does anyone know why they're doing it? Let us know. Let us know. Because I would just love to know, even if you're going to prove me wrong, that's totally fine. I would like to be proved wrong here. Give me a good reason for this data to be gathered. That is not something scary that I think it is. Yeah. Woo. Eyes open, ears open. Yeah. So, yeah, we have to just be vigilant in protecting humans of all gender, race, sexual identity, everything. Just human beings, people. We're all human beings. We have some amazing guests lined up for you for the rest of this summer and some really fun and serious and all over the place topics that we're going to cover. We've been doing, we've been really heavy into planning and um, networking and I'm super excited for the summer. I think it's going to be be, rad as hell. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. You're probably going to get more bonuses than you're used to. And we've got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about (laughs) and a lot of people to talk to. A lot of people that are going to share some um, information with you. And we, uh, I did mention this on Facebook, but I will mention it here. We hit over 5,000 downloads. And I am incredibly thrilled. And so is Sarah. Seven months, guys. That's all we've been doing this. I'm so excited. And so... That you should is, see me like watching these numbers until it hit 5,000. I was like, come on. It just kind of, it blows my <laughs> mind how, how, I don't know how quickly it's all happened and how it's come together so organically. And we are just so excited to continue to grow. And if, you know, my day at the movies is, says anything, it means that we're going to be hitting the road soon <laughs> and yes. doing live shows. That's it's out there. We're going to just keep saying it, guys. You're going to get sick of hearing it. We have new Patreons. We do have new Patreons. We really thank them. Yes. Are we ready? The new Patreons for this month. So we just want to give them a big shout out and thank you. So super thank you to Angie. Super thank you to Michelle. Very big thank you to I think it's Mahala. And also to Unicorn Marketing Company, which we are like so excited about. This is awesome. I know. So we are growing our patrons. And what that means is that we can um, continue to put out amazing podcasts. And, you know, right now we're just looking to cover the cost of what it costs to get this out to you. And after that, you know, the sky's the limit. But for now, that's really what we're putting that money towards after that we can look at you know 
doing different things like big events and donations and rallies and just really advocating hard. So your support will help us do that. And that's, yeah, we truly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we have so many things, so many ideas. So we're excited for it. So you'll want to find us there on patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. We'd love to hear from you as well. So as always, we have those emails open unqualified therapists at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at unqualified therapists and on Twitter at untherapists. And we are just so thankful for you guys. And we love doing this and talking to you and getting your feedback. Please keep the feedback coming. Um, we want to share it with people. You can tell us if you're uh, okay with us using your name or if you want to remain anonymous, but we just love hearing different perspectives. Don't be afraid to reach out. We're not going to get all pissed off if you don't agree with us. No, just not at all. Have a conversation. We would love to. We, we love you guys and we're here for you. We don't want to just be talking to ourselves. So <laughs> talk to us, send us some messages, send us uh, an email. And if you're a patron on our Patreon, you can DM us and, and we can chat directly with one another. So that's always fun too. Sounds good. Thanks yeah. so much for joining us. Yes. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Peace.